0: in this wonderful effort to bless our brothers and sisters on the continent of Africa. Well, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily ensnare us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily Beset us. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us. Tell your neighbor, it's time for us to have a dump day up here in this church. Look at your neighbor and say, Dump day. Tell them one more time, dump day. Many years ago, the West Angeles staff was confronted by a significant problem. We had accumulated so many documents, letters, old bills, records, memos, financial documents, tax documents, forms, and almost every other kind of document and old furniture and stuff that our organization was almost paralyzed. We were almost paralyzed by the stuff that had accumulated in our offices. We'd run out of storage space, desks and file cabinets were filled up and overflowing. Furniture had stacks of paper piled up on top of it. Old desks, old broken chairs. There were so many unnecessary documents on hand that we had trouble finding the documents we needed to find, the documents that we needed to locate. Progress and effectiveness were jeopardized. So to deal with this situation, your leader, your pastor, your corporate president took decisive action. And I announced that we were holding an organization-wide dump day. Tell your neighbor every once in a while there's a need for a dump day. On dump day, we closed the offices of the church to the public. We put volunteers on the phone line. I asked the staff to cancel all outside appointments. Told them don't come in their high-heeled shoes, dressed up. Come in their sneakers put on some jeans, put on some old clothes, put on something you didn't mind getting dusty and dirty. And we ordered extra trash bins and paper shred- shredders and large plastic bags. And we dumped and threw away thousands, if not the thousands of pounds of paper and empty ballpoint pens and antiquated, broken equipment, everything else that might hinder us from reaching a higher level of effectiveness as an organization, we dumped it. And we threw it away. We had found that stuff routinely piles up on you. I said stuff routinely over time piles up on you. Can I get somebody to say Amen. Amen. And if it does not get dumped, your life will almost become paralyzed. So we called everything to a halt and we focused on dump day. Our motto for the day was, when in doubt, dump it. On dump day, recently, I was stepping over a huge pile of paper that I had removed from my desk and from the bookshelves. And as I did, so I was strongly impressed by the Lord that a dump day is needed in many organizations, in many groups, in many households, and in the lives of many individuals. I said a dump day is needed in the life of many organizations, in the life of many households. Look at your neighbor, he said, and tell him he said households. (laughs) Even in the lives of many individuals, you need a dump day. Somebody in the room needs a dump day. Need a dump day for your house. Need a dump day for your yard. Your backyard on the side of your house, old cars that'll never run again, Mm -hmm. old chairs that will injure you if you try to sit down in them, old couches that stray dogs and cats have been sleeping on. You need a dump day for your yard. Look at your neighbor and say, do you need a dump day for your yard? Mm-hmm. Somebody needs a dump day for the inside of your house. I'm coming in your house today. Now let me start talking about your closet. Stuff you haven't worn for 15 years. Dump it. Old outfits out of style, out of date. Shoes that went out of style 25 years ago. Bell-bottom pants and all that kind of stuff that belongs in a museum somewhere. Stuff you haven't been able to get into since you were 25 years old. And if you got into it, you wouldn't be able to breathe. You would... And when you tried to pull it off, you'd have to cut your way out of it. And then if you wore it, we would know you were older than you've been claiming you were. Dump it. In the kitchen, you need to have a dump day. If you open the box and it's moving, dump it. That flour, that meal that you bought five years ago, And you know you don't make anything from scratch. (laughs) Dump it. If the top of the can is rusty and dusty, dump it. There's so much junk and stuff around that you feel you're wading through your house instead of walking through your house, then you need to have a dump day. Y'all don't like me today. Old magazines, that have the year 1992 on it. You're still saying, I'm going to read it someday. <laughs> Newspapers, catalogs that you'll never read again and that you never read in the first place, you need to have a dump day. Some old folk need to have a dump day. You're living in the past. Some young folk need to have a dump day. You're loaded down with foolish stuff. White folk, black folk, men, women, those in between, Democrats, Republicans, whatever group you may name, there's a universal need that they occasionally have a dump day. My focus on today, though, is on you, the individual, your soul, your spirit, your relationships. A key passage in the text that we've read said, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, a race has a course, a race has a finish line. Checkpoints can be established along the course so that one can ascertain how well he or she is doing in terms of speed and time. And there are so few people who realize that life is a race and that there's a course that we must follow if we are to be blessed and to win. In the end. And because people don't realize that, they waste time. They wander aimlessly and even retrogress and go backwards on the course and are further behind day by day than they were the day before. But we need to realize that God has a stopwatch and He's checking on our time and He's checking on our speed. And he's observing whether we are staying on course. So much in your life is day by day determined by God's judgment regarding the way you are running the race that is set before us. Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to those who are called according to his purpose. In other words, God sees if we are pursuing his course, if we are called according to his purpose, then God blesses us in a way that he does not bless us when we are going in our own direction and following our own course. So don't compare yourself. Don't look to other folk because their course may be different from your course. And even if their course is the same, they may not be running the course in the way that they should be running it. And so every of us, every one of us has a course. In Acts 13, 25, the apostle Paul spoke of John the Baptist and said that as John was finishing his course. So John the Baptist had a course. And Paul also said in Acts 20 and 24, that I may finish my course, or my race with joy and the ministry which I've received from the Lord Jesus. And so Paul says, I had my course. Later on, he'd say, I've fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. So the writer of the text encourages us if we are to run the race effectively, we're gonna to have to look to Jesus. The author and the finisher, the perfecter, the completer of our faith. Jesus is our coach, he's our judge, and he has a course and a race for us to run, and we need to know him and his word, and if we're to do it effectively, we've got to look unto Jesus. But the text also indicates that as we run the race and follow the course, there are some things that we must lay aside if we were to run well in this race. I said there are some things we're going to have to lay aside if we were to run the race that we are in well. You can't run well loaded down. In a race, runners usually wear very light clothing, very light shoes. They carry nothing that is not absolutely necessary. And there are so many folk who go through life carrying unnecessary stuff, incapacitating burdens. Be careful at this point because there are some things that you don't need to lay aside. There are some things you need to hold on to. In a relay race, the runner must run with a baton and he passes it to the next runner. If he drops the baton, and does not pick it back up, then his whole team will lose. And in this race of life, we are sometimes inclined to hold on to what we don't need and to throw away, un- uh, to throw away necessary things. I was traveling after a speaking engagement in the Midwest, and um, as I traveled, I had to change planes in Dallas, Fort Worth, airport as I went through the Dallas Fort Worth airport I noticed that my pockets were bulging with stuff and old airplane tickets and I stopped by a trash can and started pulling stuff out of my pocket just throwing the stuff I thought I didn't need um, away and putting it in the trash can but they'd given me a very nice honorarium for the message that I had preached in whatever city I was in and accidentally I threw my honorarium check away Amen. that was something I did not need to throw away. But fortunately, I was able to call my host and tell him I'd accidentally uh, discarded the check, put a stop payment on that check, send me another check, and they were kind enough to do it. But I learned my lesson that you don't carelessly throw away stuff that is necessary and needful. And so the Word of God tells us what we should lay aside and what we ought to hold on to. In Philippians 3 and 7, the apostle Paul said, But what things were gained to me, these I've counted loss for Jesus Christ. Yet indeed, I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I've suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found In him, not having mine own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him, verse 10, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death. So Paul said, listen, I want to hold on to God. I want to hold on to Jesus Christ, his son. I want to hold on to my knowledge of him and the power of his resurrection. I want to hold on to the fellowship of his sufferings. I want to hold on to the Lord. And people of the Lord, listen, whatever you may let go of in life, don't let go of God. Don't let go of Jesus Christ. We should hold on not only to God and to his son, Jesus Christ, we should hold on to the word of God. We treat the word of God so carelessly, and we consult the word of God so infrequently. But 1 Peter 2.1 says, or 2, two says, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. And in James 1.22, James said, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Jesus said, ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, are the power of God. Listen, if you don't know the Word of God, you'll never know the power of God because it is the Word of God that lets you know how to access and to flow in the omnipotent power of Almighty God. But then the text says that we should Lay, al- lay aside some things, lay aside every weight, and the sin that doth so easily beset us. And listen, he was talking to people of the Lord, letting them know that, listen, you're the ones I'm talking to. Just because you decided to accept Jesus as Savior and Lord does not mean that everything's going to happen automatically in your life. There are some things that are going to creep in your life if you're not on guard and you've got to fight against them and eradicate them from your life as much as you possibly can. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. The Bible says in Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. The Bible says in Hebrews 12, 14, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man will see the Lord. And then Paul said in 2 Corinthians 7 and 1, therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of of Almighty God. So when you have your dump day, Paul says, listen, you've got to find all of those things that are not like God, all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, and you've got to eradicate them and let God help you to get them out of your life. Well, Paul, do you have anything else to say to us? Paul says in Colossians 3 and 8, but now you yourselves are to put off, pull off Dump all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you've put off the old man and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. And then in in Romans chapter 13, the Apostle Paul said in verse 12, The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. And let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry, not in drunkenness, not in lewdness, not in lust, not in strife, not in envy. Pull off all that and put on the Lord Jesus and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Preach hell of Say it, preacher. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bless his name. It's so quiet in here, I thought I'd just give myself some encouragement. Uh Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Paul said there are some things you've got to get out of your life. Drunkenness needs to be taken out of your life. Paul said you put off these things, don't. Allow that to be, no matter how you got drunk, whether it's drugs or alcohol, they are devastating our society and our world. And so many of our young people are being destroyed. How many careers have to be destroyed? How many lives have to be destroyed before we come to our sense, Understand that, listen, we as a people need to eradicate drunkenness, alcohol, and drugs from our life as a people. Help me, help me preach today. <clears throat> sexual immorality is a sin illegitimate children disease, sorrow, the judgment of God are the fruits that it's bringing forth look at somebody and tell them we need to dump it and then the text says lay aside weights and lay aside sins every weight is not a sin but a weight can lead to a sin it can so weaken you that you'll be susceptible to sin. That's why we need to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Have the power of God at work in our lives. Be in the Word of God, loving God, praising God, worshiping God every time we get a chance because otherwise we'll become weighed Down, The wrong things will latch on to us. And even though we might not sin immediately, they'll make it difficult for us to be efficient for the Lord. When you don't praise him, that's because sometimes you're weighed down. When you don't have the joy of the Holy Ghost in your life, sometimes that's because you're weighed down. And Paul said, lay aside every weight. See, a weight can hinder you in the Christian ways. And so Paul says, lay aside every weight and dump it in the name of the Lord. Well, what are you talking about, preacher? People can be weights. I guess I'm going to be preaching by myself all day. People can be weights. The apostle Peter in 1 Peter 4 and 3 said, For we have spent enough of our past lifetime in the doing of the will of the Gentiles, when we walked in lewdness and lust, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties and abominable idolatries in regard to this listen to this they think it's strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation listen if you're saved love God got the power of God in your life there are some folk you don't want to run with how can two walk together except they be agreed if you're not having run-ins with the devil, it's because you're going in the same direction that he's going in. But sometimes you got to make up your mind. Listen, they, 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 they think on a level that I don't think they... They live on a level that I don't want to live. They believe on a level that I don't want to believe on. Their conversation is on a level that my conversation is not on. They they want to talk about stuff and mess. I want to talk about God and righteousness. They want to talk about foolishness. I want to talk about getting into heaven and hearing the voice of God say, well done. I, I, I want to be in the spirit, worshiping God, praising God, testifying regarding what God has done in my life. They want to talk about what's on television and what's on the radio and this, that, and the other and some filthy magazine that they really don't have any business reading. Listen, they're on a different level. I'm going to have to distance myself if I want to be what God wants me to be and go where God wants. Listen, and if they don't like it because I don't run with them, that's just too bad because I would rather have the blessing of God on my life than the blessing of folk any day. Am I right? Somebody ought to clap their hands and say praise the Lord. Some people you're going to have to dump. If they don't think like you think, if they don't want to converse like you want to converse, then you need to get around some folk that want to talk about the things that godly people want to talk about. And Paul said in Philippians 4 and 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are noble. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Just as your eyes have focus, your mind has focus. And just as you can control what your eyes focus on, you can control what your mind focuses on. And I want my mind to be focused on the things of God. I want my mind to be focused on the things that will please God and cause God to bless my life. So I want to focus on what's true. I want to focus on what's noble. I want to focus on what's just. I want to focus on what's pure. I want to focus on the things that are lovely and the things that are of good report. If there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, I want to meditate on these things. Listen, I want my mind to be of such that God is not displeased by what he finds in my mind. Oh, bless the name of God. Some folk keep their houses so filthy and dirty that when you go by and visit, you can't wait until you get back out of that house because the environment is just too filthy and too dirty. And sometimes God comes by and wants to visit our house. He said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will open unto me, I'll come into him and sup with him and he with me. But sometimes when the Lord comes in, he notices that we've got so much mess in our lives, so much debris in our lives, so much garbage in our lives that the Lord says, I've got to get out of here. The Bible says your bodies are the temple of God the temple of the holy ghost which you have of god and the holy ghost won't live in just any old kind of environment the holy ghost won't live in any old kind of house i want the lord to live in my house i want the lord to abide in my life so i'm praying lord to have the kind of house that you can live in. Help me to have the kind of heart that you're pleased with. Would somebody help me? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Some people are so negative that they won't let you talk like you wanna talk. They won't let you think on the things that you're thinking about. You're meditating on God and going higher and they want to pull you down into the garbage with them but listen you've got to evict them from your mind and say excuse me I want to praise the Lord excuse me I just want to think of the good things that the Lord has done for me I just want to bless the Lord oh my soul and all that is within me bless holy name bless his holy name. Clap your hands and bless the Lord. Praise him. Hallelujah. Oh bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That same passage for Paul said whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are beautiful, Then Paul also said in Philippians 4 and 6, Be careful or be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And so what Paul was saying is another thing you've got to get out of your life is worry. Don't worry, look at your name and say, don't worry. If there's worry in your life, then you've got to have a dumb day for worry. Worry makes you sick. Worry indicates lack of faith. Worry disobeys God, for God's word says take no thought. And worry says think about everything worry about everything oh bless the name of God but Jesus said seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things shall be added unto you listen child of God if you love God if you're seeking God don't let worry take up residence in your life because whatever it is the Lord will deal with it. Why should you worry about it when it's working together for your good? Why should you worry about it when Jesus died to overcome it? Put your hand in God's hand and say, Lord, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to allow negativity to live in my mind, to live in my heart. Lord, I'm going to dump the control of the flesh the control of self over my life I'm going to cast it out I'm going to hold on to you I'm going to do your will Lord I don't want to be obsessed with the things of the world for the Bible says don't love the world or the things of the world for if anyone loves the world the love of the Father is not in him And so, child of God, you've got to dump your concern about the things of the world, the affairs of the world. If you believe in God, if you believe in Jesus, then you're so busy reaching for the things of God that you're not worried about having a better car, a better house, a better house clothes than the Joneses. Let them have whatever they've got, but God... I just want the more of you. Lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. It's nice to have the things of the world it's nice to have the treasures of the world but there's something more important than all of that and if you've got god you've got what you need and god will take care of everything else i said god will take care he's able to supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus, and so tell your neighbor, forget about it, don't worry about it, put your hand in the hand of God, and God will bring you out all right, I said God will, God will bring you out all right, help me praise Him. it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. You came in the house of God laden down with cares and concerns, worried about sickness in the life of a loved one, worried about the stability of your job, worried about bills that you cannot pay, worried about about sickness in your own body but I just came to tell you turn it over to Jesus he's able he's able I said he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you may ask or think I don't know about you but I am persuaded that he's able I said he's able Tell two people, God, God is able. Tell them again, God is able. Help me praise Him. Help me praise Him. Help me praise Him. Don't get carried away by things. Don't get hung up on things. Because when you're hung up on things, God is not pleased, and he knows he's not number one in your life. The rich young ruler did not understand this. He said, Jesus, what good thing must I do that I might inherit eternal life? Jesus said, obey the commandments. He said, I'd do that. And then the Bible says, Jesus, beholding the young man, loved him. He wanted to make this young man another Apostle Paul, another Simon Peter. And so he said to the young man with love in his heart, young man, you're too tied up on stuff. If you want to go where I want you to go and be what I want you to be, go and sell what you have. Give to the poor. Come and follow me, and you'll have treasure in heaven. The Bible says the young man, was very sorrowful because he was tied up on his stuff, and he went away sorrowful because he had great possessions. Jesus did not call him back and say, well, give away 10% of what you got, or 25% of what you got. Jesus let the young man go away because the young man would not give 100% of what he possessed to the poor. Well, number one, the young man left before Jesus told his disciples, There's not one of you that have left home our possessions that will not receive 100 fold in this life and in the life to come. Life everlasting. Listen, God has all the silver. God has all the gold. God has the wealth of the world in the palm of his hand. My father is rich in houses and lands. He holdeth the wealth of the world in his hand of rubies and diamonds, silver and gold. His coffers are full. He has riches untold and God can give his wealth to anybody anytime he wants to. God can bless him, anybody he wants to, and God said, when you step out on me and make me number one, I will give you everything that you need, and so get hung up on God, and let God take care of the rest. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, get hung up on God, and God will dismay, whatever time, God will God will take care of you come on, praise him come on, praise him come on, praise him hold on to God hold on to God hold on to Jesus hallelujah hold on to Jesus he died for your sins hold on to Jesus he arose from the dead Jesus. He's the one you need. If he can rise from the dead, he can do anything. Hold on to your peace. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to your anointing. Hold on to the presence of God in your life. Lord, Lord, anything not like him, I want it to go. Anything that holds me back, I want it to go. Help me to get rid of it. Help me to eradicate it. I want to be pleasing in your sight. I want to say yes every day of my life. Search me. Lift up that hand and say, Lord, search me. If you find anything that should not be, take it out and straighten me. I want to be right. I want to be saved. I want to be whole. Lift up that hand and say, Lord, search my mind. Oh, Lord, search my will. Lord, search my life. Take it out. If you find anything that ought not be, take it out. I want to hear you say, well done, well done, well done. And then, Lord, I want you to come over to my house. Come in the living room. Come in the dining room. Come in the bedroom. Come in the kitchen. Come in the den. Come on in to my house. If you find anything, take it out. Don't leave. Stay there in my mind. Stay there in my will. Stay there in my heart. Lift up that hand and say yes. Oh. Oh, yeah. yada, yeah, yeah. Take it out. Take it out. I want you to be pleased to live in my house. I want you to be pleased to dwell in my house. Lift up that hand and say, Lord, come on in to my mind, to my heart, to my will. I say, yes, yeah. Stand up, everybody. Stand up, everybody. Give praise to the Lord. Give praise to the Lord. Listen, whatever is not like God, you got to dump it so you can go higher. Whatever is not like God, Got to ask God, Lord, take it away so I can be what you want me to be. Listen, you can't go higher until you're on low. You're too weighed down. You've got too much stuff that's holding you down. When they launch the space shots are the space missiles. They have boosters that are designed to get the missile from so far. But once the boosters have done their job, they will detain the missile from reaching its objective unless it releases them and goes up higher and so the apollo missile had to drop off the boosters before it could go on to its destination and there are some things that we've got to drop before we can go on to our destination and i don't know about you but everything i've got to let go lord help me to let it go i'm pressing on the upward way new heights i'm gaining every day still pray, and i'm upward bound lord i want to go higher i want to go higher does anybody in here want to go higher that's why you need the holy ghost you need the holy ghost so you can go higher that's why you need to praise the lord you need to praise him so you can go higher That's why you need to get them. Some folk out of your life, you need to get them out so you can go higher. Your life is too valuable. Your life is too important not to reach your goal. But God wants to take you higher. Raise that hand and say, Lord. Praising. Hallelujah. 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 Lift those hands everybody. Search me, Lord. If you find anything that should not be, take it out and straighten me. I want to be right. I want to be saved. I want to be whole. Lift up those hands, everybody, and say, yes, Lord. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come. Thy glory be revealed. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Everything in us that stops us from saying yes, we reject it, we eradicate it. We want to hear you say, well done. We want your blessing on our lives. We want to reach the level that only you can take us to. And God, we can never get there until we drop those things that are detaining us and holding us back from being everything you'd have us to be. So we say yes, Lord. Come on, clap your hands and say yes, Lord. Yes to your word. Yes to your will. Yes to your command. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Every room, every area. Help us to be what you'd have us to be. Yes to your word. Yes to your will. Mm -hmm. Thy will be done in the name of Jesus. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Mm -hmm. By the grace of God, I hear chains falling. I hear burdens dropping on the ground. I sense deliverance in the room. Even now, somebody's taking the yes, Lord, to another level. They're submitting in a new way. They're yielding to the will of God in a special way at a special time. In Jesus' name, clap your hands and give praise to God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Grab your neighbor by the hand. Just tell your neighbor, neighbor, in the name of Jesus, you're free. In the name of Jesus, you're delivered. Give him praise, everybody. Give him praise. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah for a close. I want to pray for somebody today. I want to pray for somebody who has sin in your life. Who has something in your life that's keeping you from where God wants to take you. You know in your heart you need to have a dump day. But you know in your heart that only Jesus can make it possible. Only Jesus can really do what you need done. If the sun sets you free, The Bible says you shall be free indeed. And you want Jesus Christ to come into your life. It may be a habit. It may be a hang-up. It may be something that's dragging you in a direction that you don't want to go. But you want the power of God at work in your life. Is Is there anybody in here who wants to go to heaven, who wants to see the face of the Lord in peace? Anything that keeps me from where you want me to be, Lord, I want it to go in my life. I want it it to be eradicated from my life so I can be pleasing in your sight. There's somebody in this room who would say, Preacher, pray for me. I want Jesus to work in my life, to deliver, to set me free from this thing that's dragging me down, this thing that's on my back that I can't get free from, can't get away from. Lord, I want to do your will. I want to follow you. I want to be pleasing in your sight. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Listen, it's time to give your life to the Lord Jesus. You're here because God providentially arranged your life to be here and hear this word. God brought you here to proclaim this word to you. Someone would say, Brother Preacher, I, 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 I've heard this before. I, I'm, well, God not only wants you to hear it, God wants you to do it. God wants you to be free. God wants you to be delivered in the name of Jesus. If you're here and you say, preacher, pray for me, I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to surrender my will to the Lord. I want God to bless in my life in a special way. Lift that hand if that's you, lift it up. Preacher, pray for me, I need God. There are some things in my life I need to unload to let go. I'm to be pleasing in the eyes of Almighty God. I see those hands. Keep them lifted in the name of Jesus. Preacher, pray for me. I need God. I need the power of God at work in my life. I need God to work a miracle for me. I want Jesus to be my Lord, my Savior. Lift those hands. Lift those hands in the balcony. Spirit of the Lord is speaking to you in Jesus' name. Dear Lord, I pray for every uplifted hand in this place. Dear Lord, your word has gone forth. It's gone forth in power. Might not been a word that people would enjoy, but it's a word that people need. And God, you sent it in Jesus' name. And I thank you, dear Lord, that not only do you work in us to will, but you work in us to do. Just as you give us the desire to please you, you give us the strength and the ability and the anointing that we can do your will and walk in walking your way, dear Lord. Perform that miraculous work in the life of your people. Those whose hands are lifted and those who should have lifted their hand. Dear Lord, move in their lives. Break the yoke of sin. I hear the chain falling. I feel the Holy Ghost moving in the name of Jesus. God, do the work in their lives. Break the yoke of sin and the yoke of bondage, the yoke of habit in the name of Jesus. Do it by your power, dear Lord, and we thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you that we're free. We thank you that deliverance is here. We thank you that your power is here. We thank you that your anointing is here. Clap your hands and thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. The yoke is broken. You're free in Jesus' name. Thank the Lord, thank the Lord, thank the Lord, thank the Lord. Listen, lift those hands again, lift those hands again. I wanna know your name. I wanna pray for you by name this week. I wanna write you this week. I want to send encouraging words to you regarding what God is able to do and what God has done in your life. I wanna shake your hand. I wanna greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. If you lifted your hand, I want you to step into the aisle and come quickly down to the altar. Come down here as quick as you can. Get down here as quick as you can. Clap your hands and praise God for them. Praise God for them. Come forward, come forward.